I was walking through the halls of a Minnesota rink When along came a wild fan who started talking smack to me He said, I bet you never liked the blues until they won a cup and So I calmly turned to him and said, hey man, listen up I admit it's pretty great to win Lord Stanley's prize But listen, I've been waiting for this moment my whole life Yes sir, I'm a blues fan, yes sir, I'm a blues fan Heartbreak's all I knew, man, that team from old St. Lou, man Got a cup in here, 52, man, give me a let's go blues I know Jackman, Johnson, Eastwood, Backman, Wait, Walt, Hanzoos, Nastrake, Jansen, Boys, Young, Jammer, King, Salvador, Korea, Brewerlo, Pollock, Finley, Turksania, Buganecki, Jay McKee, McDonald, Mellon, Buchanan, Kavanaugh, Mason, Manny, Stillman, Stephanie, Yak, McClement. Yes, sir, I'm a blues fan. Yes, sir, I'm a blues fan. Heartbreak's all I knew, man. That team from old St. Lou, man. Got a cup in year 52, man. So give me a let's go blues. <laughs> And now, the starting lineup for your Blue Notes podcast. Tom Franklin and the man called Wags. Thank you very much, Tom Calhoun. And hello and welcome to Blue Notes, located on the best city on the Mississippi, the best in the Midwest. We've got that Stanley Cup power too sweet to be sour. And if you're still clueless, we're talking about St. Louis. This is your home for St. Louis Blues coverage on the Hockey Podcast Network. I am your host for today's episode, Tom Franklin, not joined by my comrade, my co-pilot, my whatever you want to call him, the man called Wags. Uh, this will be my first Wags-free episode for a little while. He unfortunately is a little... Uh, tied up today, but he also wasn't expecting us to even do a podcast today. I wasn't expecting us to do a podcast either, but here we are because we have some news that we need to uh, discuss here and also just give you a little Christmas Eve bonus here and Christmas Day bonus as well. So uh, if you're watching the uh, video stream and you're wondering why I'm wearing Buffalo Sabres gear, um, it is not because I've suddenly switched allegiances or anything like that. As you'll notice, this jersey has the number 90 on it. It also has the A on it, and which means that this is a Ryan O'Reilly Buffalo Sabres jersey. And I always feel good wearing this because it's always good to thank the teams that help turn your franchise around. And I thank the Buffalo Sabres every single day for the trade that brought Ryan O'Reilly to St. Louis in exchange for a bunch of nothing and a first-round pick. God bless you, Jason Botterill. I hope you're having a great Christmas wherever you are. I hope your family is warm and well-fed and taken care of. Thank you from the bottom of our hearts, St. Louis Blues fans. And Ryan O'Reilly is the first subject of our episode for today. And that is because he has officially been named the 23rd captain in St. Louis Blues history. And this was a, uh, a news nugget that came out from the Athletics' Jeremy Rutherford Sunday night. This was after uh, Wags and I recorded our last episode, and uh, he announced that uh, O'Reilly would be named the next captain, which, you know, we'll, we'll talk about his merits in just a little bit here and how I think he's very deserving of it. And I think a lot of Blues fans are, are in agreement at that as well. And uh, we'll also talk today about the NHL schedule 
that has come out. Another reason I'm doing an episode today, by the way, uh, for Monday's episode, we're not going to stream it live on uh, uh, as we usually do, but I will premiere it live on YouTube at 6.30 p.m. Central Time, our usual time. It is a 90-minute interview uh, conducted by yours truly and Guy the Hawaii Blues fan with Fox Sports Midwest, or I guess you can call it Bally Sports Midwest pretty soon, Scott Warman, the pregame and postgame host for the St. Louis Blues. He's been at that gig for a few years. He has seen a lot during his time um, in uh, um in on the anchor's chair, as I, I guess you can say, um, guy, the white blues fan checking in. Uh, yes, uh, we will be having, we'll be airing that interview on blue notes, 6 30 PM on YouTube Sunday night. And then it'll be available wherever you get your podcast from on Monday. If you're antsy, you can follow the blue note fan report and check that out as well. And for more insight into Ryan O'Reilly, of course, uh, uh, guy is his own website. Now, stlfanreport.com. He wrote a, Pretty in-depth article about Ryan O'Reilly today. Uh, very impromptu episode today. I, you know, this is kind of a spur of the moment kind of a deal here, so it may not have the usual organization that uh, that uh, it usually has. I usually like to write out uh, everything that's coming up here, but today I just felt like, you know, what? It's Christmas week. We're all kind of laid back and you know sitting around the fire, sitting at home probably because you can't be with your family because of you know, this COVID crap, and uh, hopefully you're able to have a very nice Christmas and a uh, very nice uh, New Year's uh, this year. So uh, the Blues, just after, actually right at about 10 o'clock this morning, Central Time, they made it official. Uh, Ryan O'Reilly will be the captain of the St. Louis Blues, and they did it with a very nice video that I'm going to go ahead and play for you right now here. Uh, Here we go. Being a captain, uh, you're representing, you know, your team, your organization, your city, your fans. You really have to care about not only the players that are playing, but you get to care about, you know, how you conduct yourself, not just on the ice, but off the ice. The guys in the room and, and coaches and management ownership, they need to know what they're getting each and every night. His work ethic is second to none. I think he leads by example. He just has a way of dragging guys into the fight. Leading by example is maybe the most important thing. Even when he's not filling the score sheet with goals and assists that night, he's doing things that are making his teammates better. This guy comes to play every night, and uh, he's helping lead the charge now for the Blues. This guy has turned into a, an impeccable leader. He's everything you want in a leader. His value to this team is that effort he's putting out. He's got everything. And of course, that is Ryan O'Reilly as your new captain. Great, nicely produced video, by the way. I actually, you know, I, you know, we all knew it was going to be O'Reilly's Sunday night, but you were kind of wondering if the Blues were going to pull a fast one on you because they kept his identity secret for most of that video. And uh, then, you know, once he saw the ninety, once he saw the beard, and once he saw him putting on the the C, you know, not the A like he wore in Buffalo, the C, uh, it it just all kind of became real and. A lot of what was said in that video is true about Ryan O'Reilly. He is a uh, player that leads by example. He may not be the most vocal guy in the Blues locker room. Um, he's not a quiet guy either, just from, from what I can tell. You know, he's a very good interview. He's very intelligent. He's very well-spoken. And that was really kind of put on display. I don't know if you had a chance to watch the 
uh, O'Reilly press conference uh, where uh, after he was announced as captain today, uh, I believe someone uh, uh, from the Locked On Blues podcast, uh, 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 Toby Welcher, uh, apologize, I apologize if I got your first name wrong. Uh, he said that, you know, forget captain. How about Ryan O'Reilly for president? And he said that because, you know, he said all the right things. And uh, he's, you know, he, he talks about, you know, how, you know, he hasn't actually been a captain in hockey since probably his under 18s, he said. So this is kind of, it's a little bit of new territory for him. He's either worn the A like he wore in Buffalo here, or he has uh, um, not been even lettered. You know, he wasn't, he didn't have an A in St. Louis, you know, until he got the C here uh, just, uh, just this week. So, um, you know, he kind of talked about how he'll have to grow into the role a little bit, you know, not, I don't think he'll need to grow into it as much as Petrangelo did Alex Petrangelo, you know, as we talked about, uh, earlier this week, he kind of had to, uh, grow into that role a little bit, you know, it took him a few years to really fully get it down. But once he got it down, you know, Alex Petrangelo, I felt at the, towards the end of his run in St. Louis was a very good captain. Uh, every time you uh, heard him speak after games, you know, he was very authoritative, uh, very, you know, still, you know, you can have a good conversation with him, but uh, he just kind of had an air of authority. Like this was Alex Petrangelo's team. And uh, one thing that we talk about uh, after, um, you know, in our Monday interview with Scott Warman, you know, we asked Scott Warman, you know, flat out, is this Ryan O'Reilly's team now? Because for a couple of years, you could argue that uh, Tarasenko was the best player, or maybe it was Petrangelo that was the best player. But after just two years, Ryan O'Reilly's impact has been so immense that you could say that the Blues are, uh, you know, his team uh, going forward. A uh, guy pointing out that O'Reilly did wear the A a couple times after. Uh, Tarasenko got hurt, but he was never the C. He's never been the C uh, since he uh, played junior hockey. So this will be kind of a new experience for him. He seemed up for it. He seemed ready to go. He has a good relationship with Craig Berube. Uh, in fact, uh, Berube said in a statement released by the team, quote, Ryan's work ethic on and off the ice and his commitment day in and day out is second to none. He leads by example with how hard he works during practices and our games, and he relays the right message from our coaching staff to our entire team, end quote. So, of course, as captain, you know, your main role as a captain is to be kind of a liaison between the players and your head coach. So it's, you know, it's good that uh, he, both he and uh, Barubi have a, a good working relationship. We've seen in, in times past, you know, where Blues players may not have had the best relationship with their coaches, uh, particularly the one that comes to mind is Brett Hall and Mike Keenan, of course, Brett Hall didn't last long as a captain under the Mike Keenan regime of terror. Uh, he stripped it right away and gave it to Shane Corson, you know, right after he started up. So um, interesting to note there, but I don't think Ryan will have any sort of issues there whatsoever. Um, and just to, he also mentioned, and I, and I like, and I like this part. So he was asked during the press conference that was held today, as I'm recording this, um, has he heard from Alex Petrangelo? the former captain and O'Reilly said that he did. He, uh, uh, Petrangelo reached out to him, I guess, uh, either via text or uh, maybe at least one phone call. And, um, you know, congr not didn't stop short of just congratulating him. I mean, he could have just said that and moved on about his life, but Petrangelo 
offered his help, you know, whenever O'Reilly needed it, you know, he basically extending a branch whenever, you know, O'Reilly, you know, maybe needed a, to bend his ear on something, you know, when it comes to, you know, the team or the coach or what, or what have you, or just the role of being a captain. It's nice to see Petrangelo stepping up as, you know, maybe not, uh, maybe it's not so much a mentor, but as a friend, as someone that has had experience wearing the C for the blue note and knows what it takes to be a captain. And uh, you can kind of tell when O'Reilly was talking that uh, he had a little bit of security about that going forward. So that was a nice gesture uh, by Alex Petrangelo. And I'm really excited to see what Ryan O'Reilly does going forward. I thought he was the best choice among the uh, likely candidates. Uh, two of the other choices that uh, you would have thought maybe would be uh, good candidates for the C, and there's definitely arguments for both, uh, Brayden Shen and Colton Pareko will serve as alternate captains. Uh, also, Tarasenko will keep his uh, keep his A on his sweater. He'll be an alternate captain as well uh, whenever he does return to game action. Of course, uh, Shen and Pareko uh, collectively replace Alexander Steen, who announced his retirement last week. In fact, you know what? Um, Luke Whitbin did such a good job sending off uh, Alex Steen. Let's go ahead and play his video one more time. What the hell? It's this is this is uh, this is an episode that shouldn't have even happened. It wasn't scheduled to happen, but you know what? Let's just wing it. It's Christmas, damn it. Goodbye, Alex Steen. Though things didn't end the way you would want You had a great career that you would never flaunt They drafted you in the first round And they didn't appreciate the style you played So they traded you away and it seems to me you played the game with a candle to your rear Never wanting to leave the ice when the pain set in And it was a joy to watch you give it everything you had Your body gave out long before your legend never will Twelve years with the Blues First line penalty kill power play You didn't need to be the superstar You let others take the fame You were player of the month And would have been an all-star too But that year was the Olympics Where your team was number two and it seems to me you always scored when your team needed the win Like against L.A. and Chicago when you forced it in And I would have liked to see you play a season of 82 But when you play the full ice game you did You're gonna take a bruise
Goodbye, Alex Steen. When Chief slid you down, you didn't complain at all. You put the team before yourself, and everybody saw. Alexander Steen and the fourth line keeping top falls off the sheet all through the playoffs as team after team we'd beat. And it seems to me you played the game with a candle to your ear. All to lift Lord Stanley's cup, grinning toothless ear to ear. And I'm gonna miss watching you play like when I was a kid. Your body gave out long before your legend ever will. Thank you, Steena, for the memories and everything you did. Amazing Luke Whitbin. You can follow him on Twitter at Teriyaki Fingers. If you want to watch that video on YouTube, uh, go ahead and click the link in the description below, whether you're watching it on uh, Facebook or YouTube right now or listening to the podcast. The description will be there. Please check it out. It is a he, he's an incredible uh, St. Louis blues musical artist. You know, I, I, I think that's you know, that, that's a first. You know, I don't know many other uh, musical artists that dedicate their uh craft to the St. Louis Blues quite like he does. So, uh, but you know, getting back to Alex Steen. So, you know, Steen was the uh, alternate captain for for quite a few years and he gets he also got high marks for his uh, work ethic and also his ability to be a team player. Uh it's been talked about a lot how uh, Baruby uh went up to Alex Steen, you know, at, in the last couple of years as, you know, his, you know, play on the ice was winding down. Uh, really during the year that the Blues uh, went on that cup run after Bruby took over. And he talked to Steen and said, hey, Steen, you know, we need Steiner. We need you to be on that fourth line to mentor Sunquist and Barbashev. And Steen did it. It was like a five-minute conversation, Bruby said. And it was no ego whatsoever. He was willing to do uh, whatever needed to be done. And Alex Steen was a good warrior. And I see a lot of that in Braden Shen. You know, Shen is I think he's more of a gifted scorer than, than, than potentially than Steen. I think, you know, Shen's a guy that could put in 30 goals a year, no problem if he wanted to. Um, you know, Shen does a lot of good things on the ice as well. Uh, you know, he's a you know pretty good on his own end as well. And uh, having, you know, talked to Shen after games, you know, myself, you know, you can kind of hear some similarities, you know, and how, you know, Shen, you know, talks about his team and, you know, talks about the game as Alex Steen did. A uh, very good leader would have been a uh, good candidate to be a captain, in my opinion, just because I think he has the personality for it. I think he could weather it just fine. And uh, he's going to be a blue for a long time because with that contract, he's not going anywhere. So uh, I think in a lot of ways, Braden Shen could end up being the next Alex Steen for the Blues going forward for a few years to come. And then Pareko, you know, Colin Pareko was kind of mentioned as a another candidate to be captain. I thought it was a little too early for him. Um, he needs to really focus on stepping up his game this year to try to fill that Alex Petrangelo gap, which you're, you're never truly going to, re- you know, replace Alex Petrangelo one for one unless you get a Victor Hedman or a Roman Yossi. And guess what? They're not leaving uh, Tampa and Nashville anytime soon. So, 
you need other players, like a, a, a group of players to step up. And Pareko is literally going to fill Petrangelo's shoes as the right-handed defenseman on the top pairing. I think he's very capable of, uh, of you know, stepping up his game. I think he needs to shoot a little bit more. I think he needs to show a little bit more tenacity out there. He's a big guy, and sometimes he leaves you wanting a little bit more in, 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 in the, in the uh, toughness department. Um, but he's still, he, he's still a tough kid. He's a good kid. Uh, in fact, actually, Ryan O'Reilly was uh, talked a little bit about Colton Pareko today, and O'Reilly even mentioned that uh, Colton Pareko is probably the nicest guy he's ever met. You know that that's his rep. You know, I remember Craig Berube one time saying that if there was one Blues player he would pick to date his daughter, it would be Colton Pareko. You know, Pareko is just an absolute gentleman. I wonder if he's too nice to be a captain going forward. That's that's the only thing with Pareko. I he might cross that line into being too nice, but I. Uh, but at the same time, though, I mean. Look at Pareko. He's a big guy. I mean, are you really going to cross? <laughs> Do you really want to cross Golden Pareko? Uh, I don't think so. So um, I'm I'm curious to see how he does as an alternate captain. I think him getting the A at his experience shows the organization has a lot of faith in him, and I'm looking forward to seeing him grow uh, into that role as well as the uh, as a top pairing defenseman. I think it's ready. He's ready. I think it's time, and uh, we'll see what happens there. Uh, now, the other bit of news today, the 2020-21 uh, regular season schedule has been released, and you'll be happy to know that there are five games in the season opener for 2020-21, and guess what? The Blues are going to be one of them. January 13th, they're going to be at Colorado. So a really good matchup to uh, lead off the season there. And um, that's going to be their lone two games on the road. They'll be there on January 13th and 15th. And then they return home to host the San Jose Sharks on January 18th and 20th. Are you noticing a theme here? So it seems like for the grand majority of the schedule, the Blues will play teams twice in one sitting, if you will. So, Say, for instance, like like the Blues will play Colorado twice, January 13th and 15th, and then fly back to St. Louis. And then they'll host the San Jose Sharks twice and the Los Angeles Kings twice. And then to wrap up January, they'll go to Vegas for two games and then Anaheim at two games. And, you know, a couple things here. Number one, this obviously reduces the uh, travel strain on the team because they're cramming in a lot in 56 games between January 13th and May 8th. and that will be the season finale day for the Blues, by the way. They're at Vegas on the May 8th finale. So they're doing a lot of double headers, I guess, if you will. And they are giving uh, the Blues a lot of off days in between. And they're also giving the Blues at least two days, it looks like, in between travel days. So that's uh, that that will help the Blues. And really, the, you know, the Blues aren't unique in this. The NHL... Uh, also will be under the same type of a uh, schedule guideline here. Uh, but, you know, the, the thing I like about these these back-to-backs is that, you know, you might see some of that old-style hockey come to play, some of that old hate that you would see between two teams because if you ever played hockey, I haven't, but, you know, it doesn't take too much of an imagination to understand that if you're a forward that is, you know, you know if your team plays a dump and chase and they dump the puck in the corners and you're, going to go down there to chip at the puck 
you're going to get tired of facing the same defenseman every single time, or uh, you're going to get tired defending their four checkers, you know, and it's just, there's going to be a lot of animosity built up, I think, with this schedule, especially because you're only playing teams that are within your division. So the Blues only play Western Division teams. So you're going to have a lot of friction. You're going to have a lot of a lot of clashing. Um, in fact, you know, the only time they really break from the uh, two and two method here is in April when the uh, Blues will go to Colorado for a game. And then they'll host Colorado for two. So they'll play three games in a row against Colorado. And then they'll play four games in a row against Minnesota from April 26th to May 1st. Two in Minnesota, uh, two in St. Louis. And man, you know, you don't even you don't even get that kind of a uh, run of games at home back to back against the same team, even in the playoffs. You know, the most you get is two at a time. So here you have you're going to have you're going to be saying seeing the same Minnesota Wild team four times in a week. You are going to get sick and tired of the Minnesota Wild. They play kind of a boring defensive grinded out style. By game 4, these players are going to fucking hate each other. And I say that with all of the sizzle that those games will have. Those games will have some sizzle. It's going to be late in the season. You're going to be 50-plus games into the season. You're going to be tired. You're going to be cranky. And God damn it, you're going to be tired of trying to check the same Minnesota Wild forward in the corners every single game, every few minutes. It's going to be great for the fans. It is going to be great for the fans, and I think it'll create some compelling games and compelling storylines going forward. Now. The only caveat to this schedule here is they have not announced when start times will be. I saw a tweet a couple days ago. I think it was either from Elliot Friedman or David Pagnotta. One of the one of those two. I'm pretty certain it was one of those two that stated that they uh, the NHL would be looking to um, help out the Blues and the Minnesota Wild with those California and uh, Vegas and Arizona after March, uh, whenever those games start in the Pacific time zone by, you know, maybe moving them up a half hour here, an hour there. Um, They seem like the NHL, everything, all indications are, the NHL understands that the Central Division teams, that normal Central Division teams, Minnesota and St. Louis, are getting kind of boned a little bit by this new arrangement. Um, Like, whereas, like Dallas, for instance, they're they're in the Central time zone, they only have to go ahead one hour, you know, whenever they play Tampa or Florida or Carolina. That's that that's manageable. You know, if you're you know, your game might start at six o'clock at night instead of seven. That's fine. You know, that's that's not a problem. But going back in time, you know, going forward, when you're having these 9 p.m. puck drops, the NHL gets that, I think. And one thing we talked to Scott Warman about, as you'll hear on Monday or Sunday night, if you watch the premiere, is that, you know, he confirms, being a Fox Sports Midwest guy, that uh, the NHL never contacted Fox Sports Midwest about, you know, whether they had a preference for, you know, West Coast games to avoid Cardinals games, you know, because that that was kind of the prevailing thought was the Cardinals and Blues are on the same network, and Cardinals are always the team that stirs, you know, the drink in St. Louis, per se. So, obviously, they would probably get, you know, priority, you know, when it came to a seven o'clock start, if it's the Cardinals and Blues, 
blues get bumped. You know, that's just the way it is. So the theory that a lot of fans thought and whenever Greg Wyshynski, you know, tweeted out that uh, that rumor about the uh, network preferring the blues going west, you had um, people basically saying, well, this is the Cardinals here. This is, you know, this is the blues making way for the Cardinals. And that way the blues and Cardinals can play on the same network on the same night. And the network's happy because they get, you know, five, six hours of local sports content. So win-win for them. But as Warman, you know, confirms on Monday, there was no conversation like that. They were not given any sort of input. And I do think, though, that this, you know, the fact that the NHL is saying, hey, we will work with Minnesota and St. Louis so that you don't get late starts all the time. Kudos to them. Kudos to them, because that would have been an awkward situation all season long. So, uh, but hey, we have a schedule now. We have a schedule. We know when training camp starts. We know when the season opener starts. We know the Blues will be playing on January 13th. Mark it on your calendars at Colorado. It's going to be a great game. Every game this year is going to be a great game because every game counts. You know, you, when it's against your own division and the top four in your division go in, guaranteed, you're going to have some fireworks, going to have some fun games. And I just cannot wait for hockey to be back. And I cannot wait for COVID to be over so that hopefully in 2021-22, we get ourselves a regular good old 82-game schedule. So um, also, by the way, just a final little footnote to this uh, this episode here. Um, Mikhail Granlin signed for Nashville, one year, $3.75 million. Eric Hall signed with Nashville for $1.75 million. So there's two potential targets that just went bye-bye for the St. Louis Blues. Um, Hoffman's still out there. A lot of rumors that uh, the Blues are hot on Hoffman. I mean, 30 goal scorers don't grow on trees. Even though Hoffman doesn't provide much value elsewhere, you know, he can play a role on this team. Like, say, like you put him with maybe Schwartz and Shen, for instance, on that first line as a right winger, you know, if he's just a scorer, that's fine because, you know, Schwartz is a two-way guy. Shen's a two-way guy, and they'll have their top pairing defense out there, which would be Pareko and I would assume Tori Krug, but uh, we'll see how the pairings work out. I mean, so you're going to have at least three solid defensive players. They can mitigate that. And if Hoffman can, you know, rip some clappers, you know, and get, you know, 25 to 30 goals, you know, for, for, what, for what Nashville paid Granlin, 3.75, I think it's worth it. And I don't know enough about the cap situation to where that would be even feasible for the Blues. I think they can make it work. A lot of that depends on what Vince Dunn gets and how the Blues can maneuver with the uh, the taxi squad, which will be a big help for the Blues this year, by the way. Anyway, uh, tune in on Monday once again, wherever you get your podcast from, for uh, Guy and I's interview of... Scott Warman of Fox Sports Midwest, the pregame and postgame host. And uh, it's a very good conversation. It's 90 minutes, and Scott Warman is full of insight. I encourage you to uh, check that out on Monday. We will premiere it live on YouTube Sunday night at 6.30 in our usual time. It won't be the usual streaming situation, you know, where you can comment during the episode, but I at least want to give you something uh, for Sunday night at 6.30. So I encourage you to follow our Twitter page at Blue Notes Pod. We're also on Instagram and Facebook at those pages as well. Make sure you like us and subscribe on YouTube. 
uh, ring the bell ding right here. So that way you're notified whenever Blue Notes goes live, because this was an impromptu episode. You had no idea we were even going to go live today in the middle of the freaking day in Saint, on a rainy ass day in St. Louis. So ring the bell. So next time you will know when we go live, because we might do more of these surprise drop-ins, you know, especially as the season goes on. Uh, we did some uh, watch-alongs during the uh, playoffs. Those I thought turned out, you know, a little rough around the edges on my end, you know, just trying to work the video. But now that we have StreamYard, I think it'll be very easy for you to join in on the conversation, join in on the fun. If you're listening to us on Apple, Google, or uh, Spotify, feel free to leave a review and leave a comment. It'll help us grow and it'll help us attract more Blues fans like you. You'll still be an original Blue Notes fan, um, but you know this thing is growing, and we would love to have more people like you aboard the Blue Notes bandwagon. So uh, that is going to do it for me. I want to thank you for listening, because without you, there is no me, there is no Wags, there is no Guy the Hawaii Blues fan, and there is no Hockey Podcast Network. I'm Tom Franklin, reminding you to not be a chump, and always play to the whistle a reminder that you can follow blue notes on twitter facebook and instagram at blue notes pod i'm the voice of the blues tom calhoun jeremy boyer play us out You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. New episodes every Monday. Download at the hockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Bonjour, hello, hi, heya, and previet, hockey fans. Welcome to the Europuck Podcast, the show where two Brits talk all things European hockey as part of the Hockey Podcast Network. If you want to keep updated on all of the latest news, scores, or standings from across the European hockey world, you want to get some insight from some very interesting guests discussing their stories with hockey and how the sport grows around in Europe in different interesting places, or if you want to keep updated with all of the leagues across Europe that are either playing, have been suspended, cancelled, delayed indefinitely, then do check out our latest episodes of the Europuck podcast every Friday as part of the Hockey Podcast Network. We have a YouTube channel, the Europuck Podcast, and you can listen to us wherever else you get your podcasts. So check us out every Fridays, and we'll see you there, folks.